Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast, actually episode 22. Uh, Today we have a very special guest as we interview Richard Launius. Now, if you want to get the full interview, you're going to want to go over to YouTube and, and Rob's Tabletop World and you can listen to that. In the middle of this, of course, like a complete idiot, I decided to tape this on a day, um, I think we started about four o'clock. Well, if you know anything about Florida weather, um, four o'clock, it, four o'clock is about the time that the thunderstorms roll in. And, uh, well, you know, it's been through the spring and the winter and everything, so we don't get them that often. Uh, but this day they decided to come in and boy was it a doozy it knocked out our internet knocked out our power for a bit and uh we lost a connection so we had to come back this is actually 25 minutes into the interview and we we ended up resuming the next day and this part is the next day when we got back together and we finished uh the interview which still was about an hour and change long. Um, we talk about so much stuff and, uh, it's always good when I can catch up with my very, very good friend, Richard Launius. So without any further ado, let's, uh, head over to that interview right now. All right, everybody, we're back. Unfortunately, we ran into probably one of those Florida doozies that you get every once in a while. And in the middle of our, our interview, and like a like a moron that I am, I go, oh, yeah, how about we schedule for about 3.30, 4 o'clock, which is the death knell around here in Florida. A real smart interview that, that I am. Well, this thing rolled in, and we did not have – and we never lose internet, but we lost it for almost like an hour. Um, this thing was just whipping and whirling and boy, it it was quite a ride. So we're back and Richard, thank you so much for taking time to come back today. Glad to come back. back. Glad to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. The funny thing was we were actually talking uh, about how people really rely on video and, and how they don't read anymore. Half the time, oh, this rule book's not good or anything like that. And, and that's where we kind of faded off. It's not so much that the rule books are bad because they're not. It's just that people don't have the attention span a lot of times. They want to see the game be played. I think you well, would agree with that. I, I, absolutely. I think that's part of it. And, and to be fair, um, you know, I don't care who writes or read the, the rule books. Uh, the bottom line is uh, there's going to be somebody who misinterprets what's being written. Somebody else thinks it's perfect. So you put 10 people together. Uh, five or six might like it, uh, maybe even seven, three will think it's terribly written. Uh, you know, and so it's a very difficult thing to, to do. And I, I told you yesterday, I can maybe on the film, maybe not, uh, I consider it soul draining. I, I hold off writing the rule book to the last thing that I do because it is a soul draining process of trying to get everything spelled out in terms where everybody who reads them will, will understand. You know, and, and eventually maybe it'll come to a point where, you know, somebody just does a, a you know, you'll have a um, one of those UPC codes or something where you want to learn the game here, yeah. watch this 10 minute video, yeah. which wouldn't be a bad idea because then you just sit there and explain everything the same way you would at a convention, maybe. Yeah. And some of the best videos out there that I like are the how to play. Uh, some people, you know, that the do those oh. really well. They, they definitely help some on some of the more complex games, but, uh, that, you know, so, and some are entertaining. I, I think the, the, the biggest thing that, that takes place in, in the industry is, you know, it's just so many reviewers and so many personalities and so many different things, okay? And, um, you know, maybe that's great. Maybe that's a good thing. But I kind of view that, like, as the same as so many games come out, Okay. Uh, maybe it would be better off if, if less games came out, uh, you know, as opposed to so many come out. But obviously, companies are trying to make money. Uh, obviously, there are people who are buying the games or they, or they wouldn't be coming out. So I, mm-hmm. overall, I guess it's good for the industry, but uh, it's, it's overwhelming. I will tell you that. 
Well, it, it's it's really hard to do, dedicate a lot of time to one game. You know, you know, you, I, I I was at my storage unit. I have a storage unit just full of games, which is it, it's just gross. But I'm looking. I'm going. Oh, I bought that. I never opened it. I bought that. I never opened it. Wow. Oh, that's that's wow. That's, that's from 1995. That's not opened. <laughs> you know, I have a sealed. I have a sealed copy of Space Space Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a seal. You know, I I I have so many games that are sealed that I haven't gotten to, because you get five or six things in, and you can only absorb so much at, at, at one time. I think it may be a disease, and I think you have it, and I have it, and a lot of gamers have it. We will buy a game, and we'll buy a lot of games, and we don't open them, or we don't play them, or we do open them, but we don't play them. And then, you know, six months later, expansion will come out, and we'll say, I got to have that expansion. But I haven't played the game yet, but I need that expansion now. So it's, it's like a disease that we have that we're like, oh, I need to buy, I need to buy some more. And I've taken to the position now that if, First of all, I run out of shelf space, and I have a lot of shelf space, okay? I mean, a lot of shelf space, and I run out of it anyway. But I've gotten, if it's five years and I haven't played it, if i got somebody in my house and they have any interest in it, I just, I just give it to them. Here, take it. You'll play it? That's what games are made. They're made for somebody to play. Take it, go, have fun, uh, you know, because I'm not going to miss it. I haven't played it in five years. So, uh, But the other thing that, that, that I've noticed, too, and, and, and we're on this real kick now, and, and I'll be honest, I back a lot of Kickstarters. I mean, I'm like, oh, that mm -hmm. looks interesting. Or, oh, they're new and I want to support them. Or they're friends and I want to support them or whatever. It used to be we published a, a game like it was a big game. And I like big games, okay? Mm -hmm. I, too. I like big games. I like storytelling games. I like games that have a lot to them. So you're going to play them multiple times to get through them. Uh, and it used to be I bought that game. I play it for five or six months. And then, oh, here comes an expansion for it. Great. I've been playing it. Now I'll buy the expansion. I'll play that. Oh, here comes another expansion. Think Arkham Horror Second Edition, for example. But now when you buy one, they sell you all the expansions at the same time. And what happens is I get them and I look at them and I'm like, a whole, I, it's just, it, it's almost too much for me to, to comprehend. Okay. Um, you know, I put, I, I got Isofarian Guard, which looks like a great game. Oh, it's, I know. 30, it's 38 pounds. Okay. Now I'm excited to play it. But I'm sitting here going, I can never carry this to anybody else's house. It's going to be played on this table. In fact, when I sell my house, it goes with the house. Okay, it's like a pool table now. It, it doesn't ever go anywhere else. Well, at Christmas time, it, you know, it'll, it'll look really nice in the background when you're taking your family picture. Exactly, the family picture and that game. Exactly. Uh, you know, you know it, it's a funny thing you say that because, you know, I actually want to get that game. But, my God, I looked at it and I go, you know, I'll never get all the way through it. No, but it looks like it might be fun to play. You, oh, it's I know. I you see, there you go. I'm not there you go. It because I don't want you to hurt your back. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta Bro, work more. I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> don't worry about me. Don't don't worry about this old dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, then you'll probably be able to carry it downstairs. I gotta tell you what, though, I carried it downstairs. My back was hurting by the time I got it down to my game. <laughs> I was like, holy smokes, what what is this? Thing? And now, anytime anybody comes over for anything, I make them go to the game table. I've got it set, and I said, lift that game right there. You know, I get, the same, <laughs> I get the same response from all of them as holy smokes. But, but you know, it, it, it is now of putting all of this stuff in the base game. And I kind of wish, and I know we won't, but I kind of wish we would go back to here's the game. Now I'm selling expansion. Now, later on, I'm selling expansion. I know why they do it now. There's so many games coming out. The fear is you won't go back to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I'm a company, I'm, I'm concerned that you won't go back to it. Well, you know, you can look at it in, 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 a, in a couple different lights, okay? And, and and one of them, this is another thing that I'm really guilty of. Your Arkham Horror game, okay? Yeah. You know, mine was kind of worn. I went out and I bought a brand new one. It's unopened in case something happens to the first one. All the expansions. Have, yeah, I have backups because that game means so much to me. So I'm afraid. Oh my God! If something happens, to these expand. It, it, it's funny because I've got a, you know our friend Pete. He he oh, yeah. he sleeves everything. He does oh. all this stuff to take care of his games, and he's always on me about you know I don't sleeve them right. I don't put them away nice and clean. I don't do this, and I just say I'll buy another one. 
<laughs> when this one breaks down, I'll buy another one. But he, you know, and and, and I think uh, I think he's a, there's a lot of people in the industry like that. And I think it's a good thing. I mean, they're very you know fastidious about how they take care of their games. Mm-hmm. I I am not that fastidious about. No, that. Neither am I. Neither am I. I bought them to play. It you know when they get dog-eared and the cards get torn up and all this kind of, then I'll buy another one's my philosophy. I know I might not always be able to find another one, but so far I've been able to find another one. Yeah, you you eventually find it, and that's for exactly. doggone sure. You know, you you can almost look at it in a Hollywood sense. Okay. It, you know, why was the Godfather so big? They came out with the first one. It became this iconic thing. And then they built you up for that second one. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you, you know, you waited years and here it came and it did bigger. Yeah. Same thing could be said with Rocky. Then Rocky 2. Star I think Wars. What, Rocky 7? Rocky. You know, <laughs> so Rocky 8. But, 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 we're, we're Creed 3 now, I think. Yeah. Key, yeah. But, if, but what Kickstarter does is, well, we're going to give you seven Rockies. And if you reach, reach the stretch goal, we're going to give you the Creed, too. Exactly. We're going to go all the way through Rocky. And, then the- and you're never going to get you're never going to get past Rocky Four. And the good thing is there's a lot of value there, but the value's not in the gameplay, would, would be my argument, okay? My, the value mm-hmm. is all the stuff I got. I have games that I paid, you know, 30 40 50 bucks and they're old they're they're old i mean they're they're 20 years old and i get more value out of them because those games have been played a hundred times oh yeah yeah so when i look at the value i spend 150 on a game that's got all these miniatures and all this stuff and i play it twice uh you know basically it's 75 dollars a play like that yeah yeah and and you're looking at all these miniatures and you're going well you know i should paint them because Oh you yeah, I love, I, you love to paint them. I love to paint them. Uh, but yeah, you then it's just you, overwhelming. Or you do what I do. I'm not going to play it till I painted them. Okay, yeah. and then I don't get them painted, and it's three years later, and they're doing a second edition of it now. Okay, oh, so, uh, and that's on me. That's on me. That's not on them. That's 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 just the way I think. I think. Mm-hmm. The queen just walked in. I'm I'm actually going to see if I can get her to come over here and at least say hi to you. All right, that'd be good. It's Richard Longius. You heard me say a million times talk about him. Say hi to the corner. Hi, how you doing there? She just got back from work. What a well, long day. Old awesome. people, they're tiring. Oh, well, oh. <laughs> we all are, so yeah. <laughs> it depends on, on your attitude. Right? I had some pips today. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, you're a nurse, right? What do you say? What'd you say? I said she's a nurse, right? The, uh, occupational therapist. Occupational therapist. Uh, my my daughter, my oldest daughter. Well, all, my wife and both my daughters are nurses, and my oldest daughter is now taking up um, home health care, where she goes to all That's these right. different homes. That's what she does. Yep. Yeah. So 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 she could. You could probably have a good conversation with her. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just have a good conversation with my patients. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. See you later, babe. <laughs> This will really translate well on the podcast, but oh, I don't. You know, I never cared. I'm the most unprofessional podcaster. Well, you know, what, what the heck? I, you know, I listen to these stories they tell me about uh, doing their home health care, and I, I, I find it interesting. So, mm. um, it's amazing what they go through. Dear God. I know. I, you know what? It takes a special person it, 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 to, to go take care of anybody in any condition. It takes a special person. I am not that special person, so <laughs> I know that. But I'm married to one, and I have two daughters mm-hmm. who are. And uh, you know, I appreciate the fact that uh, uh, when I get older, maybe they'll take care of me. So you know, that, that's what I'm hoping for. Are you kidding? Uh, we have a bull. We have a bull out there. <laughs> she put a pork chop around my neck if she could. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I figure that too. But I, it's it's uh, you know, I'm hopeful. I remain hopeful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, it's a funny how much your name gets mentioned around here. Is, uh, you know, I, I've been meaning to try to come up and see you and Pete oh, I know. for, for at least a year and a half, two years since yeah. COVID started. Been a and, rough two and a half years with all that stuff. So, oh, God. And, and, and I have not been well on top of it. And, you know, every time I turn around, and try to plan something, something goes awry. And it's just been one of those things. I was hoping to see a, a dice tower this year, but, um, you know, well, you got other yeah, things, things going on. Things change. I'll see you there. But right now, I'm not planning on being. Yeah. There. But, you know, um, 
We always have a good time when we, when we get yeah. together. <laughs> I still owe you a dinner because every time you try to sneak and take the check, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty shifty as far as picking up dinner. Checks. Oh, KG, KG. <laughs> You're smarter than me. <laughs> uh, well, faster than you. I, I think faster than you. I'm I'm wiry, like I told you yesterday. I'm wiry. Like, you know, I gotta I'm like the big turtle, though. I'll get to the finish line just uh, at my yeah, own pace. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I see you have a lot of those uh, omnibuses in the background. You, you big comic book reader? I am a big comic book reader. Uh, me too. I more 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 of the old stuff than the new yeah. stuff. Uh, I guess that just stays true. I'll 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 reread old stuff before I get new stuff. I'm not a huge fan of of some of the new stuff. Uh, some of it's very good, obviously, but mo it's mostly the I like reading. You know, the old X Men, the old Daredevil, the old Spider Man stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Punisher, I love reading the the old Punisher stuff. Oh jeez. Uh, you know, Watchmen, uh, all that kind of stuff. So uh, Batman, especially the the Dark Knight Returns, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, th those are, those are kind of my mainstay, uh, type of comics that I like. Uh, I'm not the kind of person who collects comics. I just buy them in these omnibus type thing. And, and, uh, oh, here, I'll let me bring one over here. I'll show you. I got this at a, uh, I got this at a second price book. Right. I want you to look at the size of this book right here. Oh, wow. Can you believe this? My wife says, what are you going to do with that? I said, I'm going to read it. You know, that's what yeah. I'm going to do with it. For the most part, it just sets out here, though. You know, the funny thing is I have I have a book about that size, okay? And, you know, I, I have a collection from when I was a kid, okay? And I still do. And a matter of fact, behind here, there's all covers and stuff like that. And the thing is, is that um, this book has all the Silver Age covers. Oh, yeah. So I'll just sit and I'll just look at the old covers, uh, you know, from X-Men 1 all the way to, you know, like 350 or whatever the heck it Beautiful was. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, just look at all that Kirby stuff and, and things like that. And, you know, I read some of the new stuff and it's just not good. It's, 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 it's interesting because people often ask me, say, well, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? So I'm going to go back in time to my absolute favorite comic that I read. And I can't even tell you why it was my favorite. I just really enjoyed right. reading it. And it was when I was in late high school, early college. Commandy, Last Boy on Earth. I don't know if you ever read that. Yes, I have. I have all of them. It's Kirby artwork. And it's, yeah. it's incredible. The story. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, it always just appealed to me. It's when Marvel, it was right after, because Marvel had dumped him. Yeah. And yeah. then he went over to DC, and he, that's where he invented the New Gods. Yes. And Kamandi and, I, and, and New all Gods, that. I, read, I read all the oh. New Gods series, which was a fabulous series. In fact, when I was a freshman in college, we had a winter term where for one month you just could take one class. You know, I did get a, I got a math class out of one year, but one year I took a, uh, um, uh, comic book literature. I thought it would be an easy, easy class. It was mm -hmm. actually a pretty difficult class, but it was it was really good. It was, and we did new gods. That's one of the things we did. Wow, you know, and 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 the, are you more a Marvel guy or a DC guy? I'm more Marvel, with the exception of Batman and DC. Although when I was taking that class, we had to read uh, Jimmy Olsen, Superman's friend. Uh, yeah, but that was a Kirby book. But that was a Kirby book. We did uh, we did Dracula, the whole Dracula series. Uh, the one by Marv Wolfman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How great. So we, so we did we did a lot of different stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but but yeah, Kirby's artwork's just fantastic. You know, for me, you know the the one thing that the Marvel comics did, and 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 Nova's my 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 guy. I mean, you could tell by my my uh, my thing. That was uh, one of the first comic books I got and then I started working backwards and I remember reading Thor 222 because um, that's when him and Hercules went down to hell to try to get one of the princesses back and it was just a, a great adventure but the Fantastic Four was what was was my thing and Galactus that's my guy yeah, Fantastic Four was great. Galactus was great. I mean, I'll, I'll, I think I'm picking up an echo now here on my side. Yeah, no, I I don't have it here. Okay, good. 
Okay, no, I, I'm, I'm, no, we're good, and, and and it'll cancel out on this anyways, unless it's too bad for you. No, 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 it's not bothering me. I just want to make sure it's not messing up your stuff. It just no, not not okay. at all. I can hear you clear as day. Cool. And uh, go back to it. The thing I loved about Marvel was how they developed these impossible to beat villains. Now, the thing that I never hit, liked about Superman. And I hate Superman. <laughs> don't, don't beat around the bush. How do you feel about Superman? No, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to spell it right out. I hate Superman. I'll tell you why. Okay. What, where does he get tested? Where does he get tested? He doesn't unless it's kryptonite. He doesn't get tested. Yeah, he doesn't get he – never, he never faced that villain until Doomsday. And even that was kind of cheesy at best. Yeah, okay. I agree. He, ne he never funny, but he, it, it's always, well, I'm going to breathe in. I don't feel a thing. They're hitting me. You know, he never got pushed to a limit. There were some miniseries that did it, but as a whole, for how many, like 40, 50 years, it was just, you know, gangsters. Gangsters going to stop Superman? Yeah. They throw Where's their gun at him. At? They shoot him, and then they throw their gun at him. Like, the bulls didn't hurt him, but when I hit him with this gun, that's going to... Yeah. Where the Fantastic Four, Galactus lands. He's going to eat the planet. We can't. He's impossible to beat. How are we going out? How are we going to get through this? And they still keep going forward. But even Doctor Doom was. I mean, oh, basically, the man. All, all the villains were tough. But what what they did so well in all of their comics uh, was just weave in these real life events. You could you could relate to some of the real life events. Okay. Mm -hmm weave into them okay some of them were everyday silly stuff some of them were just everyday things people had to deal with and that's what uh in my opinion stan lee did so well he he managed to make all care he humanized them okay yeah yeah uh, you know in fact i was day-to-day -day -day troubles day-to-day -day right. troubles i was running my x-man game at uh i think you know it was tantrum com and I which told is people, glorious yeah i told the people i said you know because it's got this one thing in it where you you create these uh, links with people, which can be positive or negative, go back and forth or whatever. I said, because the X-Men really is a soap opera that a fight breaks out in ultimately. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's the whole thing is a soap opera. All these teenage kids and all these different things. And, and ultimately, a fight's going to break out. But when it does break out, it's going to be earth shattering. Okay. And I love the new stuff to where Magneto was like a god. Okay, I mean that you the the image of Magneto coming was incredible. So you're talking about, and I'm an encyclopedia. First of all, the, uh, when they had the new X Men, when the first time they faced them was in 104. Okay, tears in the sky and makes the car spell out. I'm back. Is that no, no, no? This is when when they ran into him and he said, "We never." A Cyclops goes. I was never ready. I never trained the team to face Mag Magneto right. because, you know, he was an infant. He, in Defenders uh, 16, he got turned to an infant. So they figured that they were going to never have to face him again. So they never trained to face him, and they got whitewashed. Yeah. Then, yeah. About, then about 10 issues later, in uh, 110, when they were all uh, mind-wiped by Mesmero, and then he that last page when you turn the last page and he's sitting in the seat. Oh yeah, yeah, he's sitting in the throne. Yeah, and 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 in the um the carnival wagon and the carnival wagon takes off and they're all in there and they're ready to fight him, and and then he takes them to the mountain, uh, the the volcano under the volcano. Right. And he's well, I'm gonna treat. Yeah. If you do the, the the ultimate one, that's the one where they've wiped his mind and he's just playing chess. Oh, the ultimate, the, yeah, ultimate action one was and, good. And he, he wakes up and and because uh, one of them caused him to wake up, and I think it's uh, Colossus made the mistake of, of of giving him a hint that would wake him up. And yeah, Rogue's I think Rogue is talking to Colossus, she, and all of a sudden Magneto's in the air. And there's these cars that are spelling out "I'm back," and she's like, "What did you do?" <laughs> that was that was just so good. And you know, I made so an X. I, I'm, years ago, I made an X Men game. Um, uh, me, Pete, and Steve Avery created an X Men game for uh, uh, who was it? Um, Ultra Pro. Is it Ultra Pro that's got? Uh, 
I've lost track of who's got it now, but they, I think it's ultra pro. They've got it. Whoever does the, uh, um, the big deck building games, but, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, anyway, um, upper deck, upper deck. Yeah. It's upper deck. See, it's my old man, old man, mind losing track. And That's they right. come out with it because they got put on by Marvel for a while. And I don't know where they are with it now, but it, it was, it was a scenario playing game where you would play through these different scenarios with miniatures and stuff, storytelling stuff on top of it. Really one of my, one of my favorite designs. I'm sad it's not come out. I hope it comes out at some point, but in it, I make Mag Magneto godlike. I mean, there's one, I think it's scenario four where you're actually in a building and, and, and halfway through he rips the roof off the building. Okay. And oh. now you got to deal with him and what you were fighting down in the building. And uh, in, in, in one of the last scenarios, Magneto is lifting nuclear weapons out of their silos. Okay. And you've got, oh. to, take him, you've got to take him down without a nuclear weapon falling. All right. So, uh, but, but it was, it was so much fun to do that. Uh, and, uh, you know, got, got good reviews from, I mean, the people looking at it at that Marvel seemed to give good feedback on it. Uh, only thing I was told I couldn't do was uh, use Nightcrawler because, you know, he's tied up on that Sony contract. So uh, yeah, yeah. I had to pull Nightcrawler out of it, but other than that, uh, hopefully someday we'll we'll see that. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I ask every year. They always tell me it might come out this year, but it's been four four years now, five years. It's, it's yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it's been a while. So, and they've been um, they've been having some issues uh, as well. Well, they they're on a different. I think you know it's a business focus, and I'm I'm certainly not yeah. complaining about it. Uh, I think originally it was held up because I, I I don't know why it was held up. It was held up because there were so many Marvel games coming out that Marvel wanted them to come out controlled. I get that totally, okay. Uh, but at some point, I'm hoping that it gets a green light because it was so much fun. And uh, yeah, and and, and they're for you know, of course, the focus because of the movies and all that stuff, the whole Avengers thing, you know, that's kind of ground into the ground a bit. But if you had to make something else, if you if if you had to make any uh, other other hero or hero team, who who would you uh, attempt to I make mean, a done, game? With? They've done so many now. I've I've kind of lost track. I mean, my favorite on film, which you may or may not like, is I, I love the Daredevil series that they did. Yeah, that was very good. I just thought they did a fantastic job with that. Uh, so so I really, you know. Just, that just was a book. unique book too, right? It was a unique book, and and they they did a really good job with it, and and uh, um, I'm hoping they come out. I can't remember the name of it right now. The one where he thinks, uh, um, he thinks he has to protect the baby. He thinks it's a messiah that's been reborn. That one. Uh, oh God. Um, I can't think of the name of that one right now. Uh, you know, mm. but uh, uh, that one is so good because it's got Mysterio and it's got it, it, it's got everything going for it. Uh, yeah, encounters everything. He sucks in, you know, he sucks in Doctor Strange to help him, and uh, you know, a, a, a lot of different stuff like that. So I, I don't know. They made so many of them. I'm I'm kind of happy with the path they've gone on. Um, mm -hmm. I, it, I don't necessarily like. You know, I, I tell you what I don't like. I, I I thought they did a good job with the last Spider-Man getting into the multiverse, but I'm not a big multiverse fan. Okay. No. I, I once you start crossing over stuff, <clears throat> you know, I feel the same way. I get the Flash movie. I think it's coming out this week. Uh, probably probably going to be a great movie. But once again, once you get into time travel and you get into this multiverse stuff, it becomes less attractive to me. So. And the reason for that is if you're not invested in these heroes. And you're just meeting them for the first time, and then you throw them into the multiverse and find other versions of them. How exactly. how it's do you get how do you get invested into the, the the true hero to learn the differences of the one from the multiverse? I, I agree. I, I you know I guess I would like to see a good Green Arrow uh, movie. Uh, oh, the Mike Grell type of stuff yeah, too. I, I would like to see that. Uh, I, I think they ought to, to go back to, uh, uh, Green Lantern also. Uh, I don't feel the first movie was terrible. A lot of people rated bad. I thought it was a fine movie, but I think they could do better with that. I, I think that could be a, uh, you know, a better movie. Well, they try uh, to squeeze too much into two hours. Yeah. Instead of going, well, let's take it to here and then people are going to love it. And then we can make another one. 
Yeah. You know? And I would like to see a straight Wolverine series and stick to the Wolverine comic strip. You know, Wolverine, Jubilee, you know, Wolverine yep. and you know, mix mix the other characters in with them, you know, have him in Mandapore, all that kind of stuff. I, I would love to see that type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. the Logan, the the Logan uh patch uh yes. Wolverine. Okay? Oh god, yeah, back. So yeah, so I so I've always I've always liked that quite a bit. Um so just just to name a few off the top of my head. And and I would really like to see I've got one of the X-Men series over here, the X-Men versus uh you know, X-Men versus Avengers. I would love to see Oh god, yeah. I'd love to see that done as as a as a movie. That would have to be a big arch movie, you know, three four movies to to cover that whole thing. Boy, that would that would be something. That would be something. And you know, it it's it, it, fortune. Okay. No, I know. Just I the know. number of actors would cost a fortune, I think. But people would pay for it. Yeah. People would pay to see it. You know, I think I, I wish they did a better job with with some of the cosmic stuff. You know, they they kind of watered it down so badly. But you know, the, the the cosmic universe that Jim Starlin created was just unreal. You know, that whole thing where Warlock was was truly viewed as the Messiah counter Earth. Yeah, yeah. War, Warlock and Warlock series is a good series too. Uh, oh God, that was great. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, it's funny because this is going to. You know, if you didn't already know I was old, this will definitely show you how old I am. Uh, I watched the first Batman again. What was it? Two weeks ago, and uh, Michael Keaton's still my favorite Batman. Anybody else can make any arguments on any of the Batmans they want to. I had when that when that I remember when that was coming out and I saw Michael Keaton was playing that role. I thought, no way, no way can Michael Keaton pull off Batman. But the first time he grabbed a guy and pulled him up and said, "I'm Batman," you believed. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, believed. oh God, it, it was so good, and he played Bruce Wayne really well. That's what I thought too. He played him, you know, he played him right down the middle, which which for him was good because. You know, you, you didn't want him doing any of these comic stuff, but mm-hmm. but it was just it was just I, I look back at him and I just say everybody can have their favorite Batman's, but he's by far mine, and I've watched all of them. So now I'll I'll go back even further. You know, the TV show when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember 66. that. That was a long time ago. I know that's a long. I remember watching those. You know, live. They played, live. They played that. They played a lot of that for laughs, though. Yeah, it was. It was campy and whatnot, but you know, you thought it was all right because it was so neat seeing hey, the different things that would happen. They, they they brought all the villains out. They, they they would parade a whole lot of villains across it. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it was campy, but it uh, you know, but you're right. It was it was enjoyable as a kid. And I, you know, I have all those. I also have the Fantastic Four cartoon, which I thought was real good. The the one back in '66. Yeah, I haven't seen those since the original, so I'd, I'd have to go back. It's just like the animated Batman series. Yeah, I'm going to have to send those up to you. That was a great. That was great. The animated Batman series. So. Oh God, that that was fantastic as well. well. I mean, yeah, they just. Well, you did a game on on it. I did I a game it on fantastic. it. I absolutely did, and uh, it's come back to me now. Uh, I, I, I'm, you know, the 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 weird thing is the, you know, they gave it back, but they want a percentage if I give it to somebody else, which that's that's kind of. I'm not, one, I'm not going to give it to anybody else. And two, uh, you know, I, I told Michael who co-designed it with me, I told him, uh, you know, we'll, he was like, well, we, why don't we, you know, kind of try to resell some else. I said, why don't we just make another game? You know, mm-hmm. we'll just make another game. Cause that one originally came off of the Avengers first movie game. The, yes. The, the battle that, you know, originally I did it as Avengers and it was a battle for New York city. And, and what I'd really like to do now is take the same kind of mechanics out of that, but instead of having them defending territory, they're moving forward. Have them, and I really like to move through Doctor Doom's castle. So they're moving. Oh. In each scenario, they're advancing through Doctor Doom's castle till they ultimately get to his throne room. Okay, and he's now, throwing, he's throwing all kinds of stuff at them. Oh, that that would be glorious. Well, you know, you know. Speak speaking of this kind of stuff, you you know. Is it really hard when when somebody you know finally makes your game and then you want to take that property and you have to wait for that agreement to come out, especially when you want to redo something, modernize it? Yes and no. It all really depends on what they're doing with it. Now I have mm-hmm. to admit, IDW, you know, that was kind of a situation where they kind of went out of the game business. Okay. Right. Yeah, they, but 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 that game did very well. 
uh, for me and for them. I mean, it won, uh, it, it, it won some awards in the comic book industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Diamond gave it game of the year. Uh, so, but of course, since, since they're not a game thing, that doesn't really mean much in the gaming industry. But I, I appreciate it because it, it said a lot about, you know, games being made in the comic book industry. Right. And uh, um, so so they were doing good with it. They were reprinting it. They were selling it. It was doing good. So, so as long as a company, my opinion is as long as a company is marketing and selling and supporting your game, then fine. Okay. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of times I look at it and say, well, they could do more, but you know, that's, that's a judgment decision. All right. Uh, they, you make contract with them, you let them handle all that stuff on their side. Mm -hmm. If they're not doing much with it and you got to let it set, I, I I can see where that would bother a lot of people. It's really never bothered me that much. And I'll tell you why I'll just make a different game. Okay. I'm not, I, I do go back and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about some of the stuff I'm doing right now. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, but today, live this morning, um, Thunder Rolls Garage went live. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So Thunder Rolls Garage went live on, on Kickstarter. Uh, we funded in less than 90 minutes. Thunder- Ooh, that game is glorious. It, and and, and this, this completes the experience because, you know, I'm all about experience. Okay. Yes. And, and originally I was going to call this trading paint because I really like because it, it's got some trading paint. Now there's some some cards where they bump you, you bump them back. OK, uh, you know, uh, so some trading paint cards in, 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 in the crew chief deck. But I took that name off and went with garage because, as you know, as anybody knows that follows racing, it's not mm-hmm. just the guy who gets in the car and drives the car that makes a team win. It it's is the people who build those cars. It is that pit crew. It is, you know, it's all the calls being made from the owner all the way down. And mm-hmm. uh, so I've got that all in this game. So now uh, one of the big things in this is there There are eight decks, individual decks that match the color of the cars. Uh, you're going to be able to read that. But basically there are seven different car setups you can choose at the start of the race. You choose one car, you set up your car at the beginning. So you know what kind of track you're on. Let's say uh, there's a penalty running that inside line on the curves. Well, you set your camber up so you can run that inside line. Or let's say you just you just want to go fast right off the bat. You 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 put low pressure in those tires, and during the rolling phase, you're you're going to go fast. Uh, you know, so basically you can set your car up seven different ways. So it gives all the players, you know, one more piece of strategy uh, to to really you know drive the game. The other thing that uh, that I put into the game. Uh, I, you know, we listen to people, and one of the things we heard is some people thought the way you do MPDs is a little too involved. Now, that never bothered me, to be honest with you. I never thought flipping a card and moving an MPD and flipping another card was, you know, a huge deal. But but I listen to them, and I, I hear what they have to say. So what I've done is I've expanded the MPDs so that now you actually have – there will be decks that come in this game. And these decks, you'll flip one card. And it basically does it all. So you flip over the card and basically you just go down the top. You got a green MPD. That's what he does. You got a a purple MPD. That's what he does. You got a red MPD. That's what he does. You're done. Okay. So, so now you can have MPDs, uh, you know, take risk tests against other MPDs. There's rules for that. And, and also what I've done is there are five cards for each level. So there's two decks of this, one for rolling phase, one for thunder phase. And there's now a rookie level, an ace level, and then there's an experience level. So you build a deck of eight cards out of these 15 at how hard you want, the, how good you want these guys to be. So mm-hmm. so we've got, got that in the game. I want hard. And now you can have a teammate out there. When you draft with your teammate, you can flip your card down and you go an extra space. So a little teamwork coming. Uh, you know, or you could just play as we're just going to do team scores, not individual scores. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in this. And it's got, I think, 20, 20 new, uh, it's going to have 20 new crew chief cards that let you do everything. Like I said, from trading paint to, to, uh, off pit strategy to a whole bunch of different new strategies you can put in. So that went live today. And new cars. We're going to give you the opportunity to buy new cars. And we call it garage because one of the things it's going to have in it at a higher level is it's going to have a foam insert that holds cards with dice under them. So you can have a lot more cars, but uh, we're selling a pack of red 
yellow, green, blue. The cars will come in color now. So okay. if you don't want to paint them, just put the stickers on them. Uh, no more putting the color stripes or anything on them. So uh, we're going we're gonna to upgrade the quality of the stickers uh, from the decal quality to, to being on white so the colors stand out more. And the backgrounds will match the colors of the cars. So if you stick it on there, you know, it won't, you won't just have a white outline around it. So, you know, bigger stuff like that. So people who paint, it's been fine. People who wanted to buy a NASCAR has been fine. People just want to put stickers on. Uh, they've not enjoyed it as much because you can't just open the box and play it. You got to put stuff together. Now you can yeah. just, you'll be able to open the box and there are eight different colored cars. Pull them out, play the game. Are there going to be different sponsor cars? Where there people are. Can we're, buy offering, we're offering more sponsors, but we're going to include the same sponsors as before, also. So, and we're going to have some more. We're going to have some more race cars, so there'll be some more sponsors of races. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have some more weather cards. We're going to have some more advanced rules cards. Uh, you know, we're going to and, and, and we're going to have a whole. Basically, it completes the whole cycle of everything you need to to uh, you know. To, to complete the racing experience. So people have already asked me, well, is this going to be the last expansion? Probably unless it's a small card type expansion, because trust me, I've, I've been working on this now for, well, ever since the last one came out, we've been testing it now for the last six months or so. And wow. uh, it, it, uh, Pete it didn't looks- say anything about it. Well, you know, I'm like that. I can keep secrets. <laughs> I'm not sure I should. But once again, I'm not on. I'm not on mass media. I'm not doing a lot of advertising. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm more about let's make the game work. Let's build the game. Let's make it happen. So, uh, so I'm pretty thrilled about that. So that that one that one I'm thrilled about. Um, while I'm while I'm on a roll, I'll talk about a couple more. I think uh, it's not going to be too long before LA one comes up on Kickstarter. And that's if, if you've liked my storytelling stuff like Arkham Horror and stuff like that, this is kind of Blade Runner meets Dark City, futuristic post-apocalyptic city state where you're a detective. LA-1 is the surface area constantly covered by clouds. In towers above the clouds is where the elite people live. They're called angels. And below the cities where the mutants and the gangs operate. So that would be, you know, that's the lower level. So you live on LA-1. So, um, uh, that one I think is going to be coming out not too far in the future from Trick or Treat, which you know they were primarily did posters and uh, Halloween masks and all that kind of stuff. But they've gotten into the game industry uh, recently, so they're doing a great job. They've they've done a great job so far with uh, the artwork and all the pieces around that. I don't know the timeline, but I'm hoping I'm, I'm looking forward to that one coming out because it's a lot of fun. What's the name of it again? La One. La One. Yeah. All right. LA one. And it, and it uses a cool mechanic, uh, kind of a trimmed down mechanic that I used in legends of the American frontier, where you're flipping over cards and trying to get Trump to, to, to move things up. But, the, but, but I've trimmed it down to where it's easier to get those numbers. But if you're, if you're hitting Trump, you have to keep drawing cards. If you mm-hmm. succeed by too much, then you bring heat on yourself. The cops are after you. The gangsters are after you. You start drawing attention to yourself. So you want to hit within a, a two point range of, of right where you were, were trying to hit. So ton of story. It's got, I want to say it's got close to 400 story cards in the game. That, uh, oh, wow. You know, it's, 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 it's fairly big, fairly massive. And now I can't remember if you're a big fan of defenders of the realm, but defenders of the realm came back to me, you know, let, let me tell you something. Yeah. Well, that's, I was working towards that, but you know, you took right over. <laughs> But that game sits. That game sits over there, and, okay. and and it was one of my favorite games of all time. I love that game. Well, I'm glad okay. to hear it. And, uh, hear it. and of course, Freedom Five is the one that'll come out hopefully in the next month or so, uh, ooh, which is ooh. which is in the Defenders line. Uh, but your superheroes, uh, and they've done a beautiful job with that. It's got I think twelve or thirteen comics in it that you can play through. As well, know. I can't. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, and, and and it's got a progression thing where you can build your superhero up as you go, and so on and so forth. But Defenders of the Realm came back to me. I have signed a contract with Greater Than Games. I don't know if you knew that or not. And no, I did not. Well, we are. I'd already redesigned it into a second edition, but I've been working with Daryl Louder and his team there to take it even further. The miniatures are fantastic. Uh, here is the new Sapphire. Oh. Okay. And yes, that is the size of it. It is oh, half as hot size of my head. Okay. It's a, you know, you see, holding on to a big icicle there. 
Oh, for crying out loud. That's the new demon. Uh, uh, and that curses the land and stuff. It's got all custom miniatures in it. Uh, now the, it's got a goblin king now who has replaced the orc. I'm not saying we're not going to have an orc in the future because I've come up with a system where you, you, you can take any, you can choose any of the different generals you want to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on color, you mix them together. If one has 10 cards, so it's easy to make your, your, your darkness spreads deck. And, uh, um, essentially, so the, the, the orcs may be there, but, uh, the goblins operate a little bit different. He only cares about gold. He's building up gold. Uh, he defends himself with gold when you go to attack him. If you kill the goblin king, and this is one of the things I love, you look on the board to see where is the location with the most goblins. And you roll one die for each goblin at that location. If you roll a six, one of them jumps up and says, me the king, me the king. And then the king is placed uh, there and he's coming in again. Okay. So wow, you got to wipe them down and wipe them out. Um, wow. This is the necromancer and uh, she is deadly. Of course, she leads the skeleton warriors. But if you defeat any non-skeletons anywhere on her space or adjacent to her, when you remove those minions, you put skeletons in their place. She raises them back up as skeletons. So you have to plan your combat uh, carefully. Now, is this going to Kickstarter or is it coming it right will, up? It will be going to Kickstarter because we put a lot of things. Now, since you... Why do we have to wait? Well, not too long. We're, we, I mean, these are the finished miniatures, okay? I, I mean, uh-huh. I'm not holding resins of them, but we... We're, we're right now playing with balance, okay? Uh, every hero has their own deck of cards now, oh. has their own special abilities. Before uh, I leave this earth, I the Eagle play Rider, okay? Is that not a neat miniature? Yeah. What? Now, the Eagle Rider's new abilities is when she's flying low, she can grab goblins and stuff and hold them in, her two, in the two claws of her eagle. And then she, when she's flying high, she can drop them like bombs on on the enemy. So she's got she's got some cool abilities. Uh, everybody usually likes the knight. We went a different way. He's part fairy now in terms of his background, and he mm-hmm. rides a giant elk. Okay, uh, and he it, that's a big miniature. You're, you are ki- you are killing me right now. <laughs> and. If you, need to, if you need somebody to make a video on it, I'll be more than happy to. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you mine. And then this is, for example, the uh, uh, this is this is the there's going to be multiple wizards, but the wizard that comes in the base game is going to be a dwarf wizard. And he operates primarily off of these scrolls right here. So when he takes actions now, they go out in front of him. At the end of that turn, he can save three actions. The bottom of those are scrolls, and he takes those. Those are free actions in the future. So he can play scrolls anytime he wants to. So the way the new game's going to operate, I think you're going to like this. And by the way, I've been I've been play testing it right now as a solo game, one hero. What we played it up to six, plays great with six players. Uh-huh. Played with one, haven't won yet with one, but I've killed two of the generals with one. So okay, uh, you know, so so it is possible. But uh, uh, so I'm going to keep testing that and keep working with that. Uh, you don't want to win every time, then. No, well, fun. no, you don't want to win every time. But I do want to make sure somebody could win in a solo game. Yeah. So you know, as a just one hero. But uh, so so that's what we're working through right now, finalizing their cards, their deck of cards, all this kind of thing. So the way it works oh, now is God. you play cards on your turn. Everybody's playing cards at the same time. Okay. <laughs> You, me, we're playing. I'd play. You might play. You might say, I'm going to go over here. And I'll say, well, do you need me to clear you a path and all that kind of stuff? We're playing all our cards, cards to move, cards to attack, cards to do special abilities. At the end of us all playing our cards, each card that we played is one point. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. we advance the darkness track equal to the number of points that we spend as heroes. Then we start turning over darkness cards. Each item on the darkness card has a number associated to it. So this one says one, I got to put two goblins over here. This one says two, I got to put, you know, two skeletons, three skeletons in this location or whatever. At the bottom, it says I got to pay six points and this general moves. Generals always move when they're told to move. If the points, if you spent the points, the generals move. Okay. Um, We take away. 
Uh, I'm, I'm covering a lot of stuff, but I, some of this stuff is so exciting. You can probably tell. It, I'm, it is. It's I'm such a change. There is no more overruns. Overruns don't exist anymore. You can have any number of minions on a space as long as they're different kinds of minions. Okay, so I could have three goblins and three skeletons and three demons and, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. But the minute a fourth of any kind is added, three of them charge toward the city. Okay, uh -huh. they, don't, they don't spread out. They move forward. Now, if they're adjacent to the city and they charge into one of the walls, they die and the wall what? gets moved now. Okay? You have four walls around the city. And so if they run into those walls, they destroy the wall. All right. Now, generals don't care about walls. If a general gets there, he just goes over the wall. All right? Jeez. Uh, inside of the city, we're protected by one big wizard's tower. All right? If there's no walls and they charge, they take down that wizard's tower, and it's all over for us. However, let's say this big guy right here moves into the city. Used to be we lose, right? Game over. Not right. Yet. We get one more turn to get him out of that city, either to kill him or get him to retreat. By the way, this one doesn't retreat. <laughs> so you have to kill this one. So you're going to have to kill him. Yeah, but, but, but some of them will retreat, okay? So you can push them backwards. So, yes, yeah, so that's kind of a, a kind of a big overview of some of the cool stuff. Every character has their own deck. They've got their own special abilities. Um, you know, they, they, they have their own. In other words, if they usually travel by foot, most of their travel icons are going to be by foot. Uh, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to ride. They're not going to have eagles, and, and they're not going to go through gates too often. Uh, then, then the wizard, all his cards are gates. Doesn't matter. He, he, he gates anywhere he wants to gate to. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 been exciting. Uh, we've got uh, uh, the rogue, the wizard, the ranger, uh, the the like I say, the paladin. Um, I'm trying to think of all the others in there, but the bottom line is that we've got six in the base game. Uh, there'll be I think four others that can be bought. At the same time, if you want to buy some hero packs, because now you get a miniature, you get their deck of cards uh, that goes with them, and anything else that's required to support them. So, I would say I, I'm hoping that we we've got it up by August September. Don't know if we can pull that off, but I'm hoping we've got it up by then. Wow. See, I, I am. I, people don't think I do anything, but I'm always working. You always tell me that you ain't doing nothing, and now all of a sudden you break out. You, you, well, you've been, that's all you've been doing. Uh, some days I get up with nothing to do and can't get it done. It just, <laughs> it's just how I spend my whole day. I mean, I absolutely. Uh, 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 I hope I live long enough to to see this game come out because I have to have it in my my my, my collection. Have look, to. look, the art the artwork is almost all done. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the miniatures are already made, uh, so really we're we're fine. Just waiting, funding, and then boom, you're off and running. Yeah, we're 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 so so. This is not a we're going to put a game up for sale, and we don't really know exactly all the pieces of the game. You guys give us some money, and we'll figure that out. This is a game a lot like Thunder Rolls, if you remember. Same thing with my new one expansion. We're not everything's made. We're mm -hmm. just waiting. We're just waiting to see if anybody wants to buy it. If you want to buy it, we're going. Well, they do. We're going to deliver it quickly. Because you remember, yeah. I, I, we delivered Thunder Rolls in less than a year. Yeah, from from Kickstarter to delivery it was less than a year. And Freedom uh, Freedom Five was Freedom Five a... has been a long time though because because no. it got caught up it, it got caught up in painted miniatures it got caught up in too much manufacturing stuff in right. China. Uh, you know, and, and it's huge. I'm gonna tell you what it is totally worth the wait. It is but, totally worth the wait. But it wasn't that bad compared to some uh, Kickstarter. It's two it's years, been long, right? It, it, yeah, it, 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 but but because it went from, and I, I think you and I talked about this, I think I had done five comic book stories. It went to like yeah. 12 or 13. That's a lot of new writing and creating. Yeah. Uh, we added a whole lot of new villains, villain lines, okay, uh, mm -hmm. that, we, that we didn't have before. And one thing I will say, not just about the quality of the game, Arcane Wonders has done a great job. The game is so much fun to play. But but uh, you know Christopher, uh, the 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 creator of Sentinels, he's been involved yeah. in the story 
each story piece, making sure we're sticking to the storyline, making sure the fans are going to see the same kind of stuff in that board game that they're seeing in the Sentinels card game that's so popular. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the role-playing game. So, so you know, there's a lot to make that happen when you start writing scenarios. And and what a change in Arcane Wonders since Rob got there. Oh, yeah. Rob's done a great job, I think. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of work, small staff, a lot of work. Yeah, uh, they just, they came out with this, um, Mother of Frankenstein. Holy cow. He, I've you not know, seen that one yet. Pretty good. Yeah. If you like, you know, things that are mysteries and trying to solve things like that, you're, you, you, you will love this. I, I've started messing with the first, the first edition, the first box, and there's three editions to it. It all came out at once. Well, I, I, know one, he, I know he's got a lot of things. He's got a lot of irons in the work too for a lot of new good games too. So yeah, you know, uh, not mine. I'm, I'm not talking about mine. I, I'd love for him to publish anything that they want to yeah. publish because they have they have been great to me. Okay. Yeah, they um, have they they have been just fantastic. Uh, I, I mean, they've really turned a corner. Dragon shards did not do well for me. It was not even near. It just wasn't near as popular as Dragon Rampage, and and I mm-hmm. and I figured out why. It's my own fault. I listened to I listened to people tell me that it had to play faster, that it needed simultaneous play, and I took all of the tension and all of the, you know, talking back and forth and 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 all of all everything out of it that was fun and strategic, and mm-hmm. it made the game fast. Okay, well, yep. I, I would rather play it as an hour and a half and it be fun. Okay, uh, so I don't know. I may break out that one again at some point, but it it, it didn't do it. But it wasn't their fault. That was that, that was me listening to people and. I've come to a conclusion now. I'm going to listen to people when they tell me they'd like something more elegant or, you know, and I'm going to look at it like I did with, uh, you know, how we resolve the the MPD drivers in, in, in Thunder Rolls. But I'm not going to change massive gameplay that I know people enjoy. I'm just not going mm-hmm. to do that. If it's no, all don't. about getting to a shorter game, I'm not interested in getting to a shorter game. In fact, it's one of the things I told them when the, the publishers of LA won. Uh, one of the first feedback they got from the developers is, well, you know, the game goes hour and a half, sometimes two hours. I said, I'm unapologetic about this, the, the length of the game. I, and nobody that I played with has ever said anything about I got bored during the game. So it's not about that. Uh, so don't, we're not squeezing this down to 45 minutes or anything like mm-hmm. that. You're going to get the experience that that I want you to get, which is you're immersed in this Blade Runner, you know, futuristic, uh, dark world. that. I, I- Everything's trying to kill you. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see it. You know, the funny thing is, when people start doing this, I, I mean, do you use the? Do you know who I am? Do you <laughs> well, know what you I've know, made? They're all legitimate suggestions. When you no, 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 no. I think because sometimes they're looking, at, they're looking at the marketplace, but they do respond when I say, you know, the Arkham Horror crowd is going to like La One. Mm-hmm. They just are. Okay, now the ones that just love Lovecraft, maybe not, but the ones who love the gameplay of Arkham Horror Second Edition are going to love LA One. You see, you got to flex a little bit more, kind of like <laughs> I do. All right, because I wish I could like you do. <laughs> now, here's the way it works in my world, okay? Because when they go, uh, uh, you know, something, uh, you're lifting that weight there, and it's in my way. You just turn to them and you say, "Well, okay, go ahead and move it." <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, one of the, one of the feedbacks that came back, and I think all the feedbacks positive. But one of the feedbacks from the developers came back as, well, "We want this one story where you've got us fighting all these androids. Uh, we think you got to just be hunting like two or three, like Blade Runner." And here's what I told them: I think that's a great idea. That's a whole different scenario. If you mm-hmm. guys want to write it. Have at it because that's a full <laughs> rewrite of the scenario. But but you know uh, ultimately we did not rewrite that scenario. Uh, yeah, I think we made a few changes to it, but we didn't dramatically rewrite it because I, I like their idea, but it is a total different scenario. You know, uh, <laughs> than having a bunch of them that we're we're having to fight off. Okay, so uh, you know, and I think once they realize that, oh, we got to write the whole new scenario. This this. This is harder than harder than it looks. Okay, it, it sure is. It sure is. So, wow, we we have done an hour and twenty minutes. Believe it or not, time flies. You're having fun, huh? Combined. Oh, I know, I know. It's always good talking to you. And but you know, we we do have to cut it a little short here, <laughs> or else we could go for about three, three and a half. I know. Hours. Well, let's not be strangers for too long. And one of these days, I'm gonna get you up here. 
I know, I know. I gotta, I have to get up there, and that's that's one thing. That's one of the things I I, I was telling Queenie there that I said, hey, listen, you're gonna have to handle it on your own because I I got to get out of here for a bit yeah. after after the last couple of years. One of these days, I got to get down there to Dice Tower again. It's it's a you know. Yeah. Basically, uh, it used to be something I planned on and something I got down to, but mm-hmm. haven't, haven't lately. Haven't been asked to run anything, but uh, not that I think they would mind. I know I got asked by a few people last year that went and came back up and said people were asking about why you didn't run your big NASCAR game there. I'm like, well, you know, I, I wasn't there. But uh, I don't know if you've yeah. seen that one. That's the one where I've got like 28 drivers in there. Well, you know? Pete and I played uh, that one year. Yeah, fun, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, of course, I you know somebody got a little vicious. I you know yeah, I ended well, that up again. right off the bat. That, what I tell is people run out of you know they people run out of uh, skill. At some point, they run out of skill, and those that yep. they got. Um, I, I, and I got I got no skills. Sad, <laughs> <laughs> so, but people are like, look, run the high line with me. Do this, do that, and all of a sudden you got people. What am I doing on the high line? Because this is this is we're in trouble up here. So you know, yeah. we're on the wall. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that That's I can't so run that again. Oh. People and, then of course, and then of course your Arkham Horror game, I'm sure everybody missed because you, you bring all the painted uh the painted yeah. miniatures. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people really enjoy the Arkham Horror. And I've been running a lot of the Arkham Horror classic lately, which is my yep. new version, which is a twist of the original 1987 and the mm-hmm. second edition. And oh uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it you know, it's so when I go back and I pick up parts of the, the rules from the 1987 version, I, I, I people understand the game in one turn. Totally. There's nothing to not understand. I move, yes. I get the counter, that's it, you know. You know, I'll never forget, and 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 this is where you know you build a lot of memories, and 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 you should be commended for all the people that you've touched and made a difference in their lives. You really have, Richard. Well, There's no you. doubt about it. But one one of the things that I remember is you know, I I was always playing war games and stuff like that. And then, you know, this kind of golden age started working in. And I remember getting Arkham Horror and putting it on the table for the first time. And just, uh, I played by myself and I just, I just never looked back. And it's just one of those things that, that sticks with me. I remember it that, and and then I picked up uh, defenders of the realm. And now, you know, I have a storage unit. You know, I always had a lot of games, but I never had as much as I have. And it, it, it's just, you know, the way, you know, no matter what you were going through, those memories, the things that you've built, the, the, the lives, people that you have changed, you know, you have to be commended for all your fantastic work and everything that you've done. And, I, you know, I personally can't thank you enough for that well i tell you i appreciate that's one of the things i hear most i i I had people come to me at tantrum com and tell me you know Mm -hmm. arkham horror was the first game that i really loved i i so i played it at somebody's house and i got pulled into this industry and and sometimes they tell me stories about the game like almost like it's real their memories are so vivid of it those damn dates (laughs) yeah had one person come to me and talk about dice tower and say i remember at dice tower a friend of mine said he would buy your Legends of American Frontier that you donated if you would play a game with him. He said, and you said you would play the game with him that night, and you came and played the game. And he said, that's the most fun I've ever had playing a game. And mm-hmm. it just makes me feel good when, when people do stuff like that. They say stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's what I do. Those are the people, when I say, you know, some guys don't like games like mine, some guys do. Those are the guys I'm designing it for, the guys and ladies and, and, and kids that I'm designing the game for. It's the way to do it, my brother. All right, Richard, I can't thank you enough for coming on. And uh, I hope we do this more often, of course, even if we just do it off camera where we just talk for a while. It's always good for me. Nice. It's always good to hear you. You're one of my dearest friends. And, in, in in, 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 uh, you know, the three of us, Pete, you know, who is our mutual friend who I talk to at least once or twice a week, <laughs> yeah. complaining about something or another. But, um, yeah, you, you know, I just can't thank you enough for your friendship and everything that you do. Everybody, uh, the great Richard Launius, and until next time, and stay on the line for a second. Uh, I will. It's your old pal, Rob. We shall see you soon. Well, there you have it. The great Richard Launius uh, just always has something going. And 
uh, you know, just a tremendous designer, a lot of heart there. Uh, and, and, and if you want to see those miniatures for uh, Defender of the Realm, oh my goodness, go over to the YouTube channel, check it out. Um, it'll be live uh, probably Wednesday morning about the same time this comes out. Um, what a fan. Just always doing something. And it's always smart, fun, and simple to learn. Uh, one of the best designers and human beings in the board game community, especially with all the drama going on lately. You know, it's, it's nice to know that people care and love what they do. So with that said, another podcast wrapped up and uh, we will see you again next week when we've got even more to talk about and more people that we'll be interviewing, of course, as well as, uh, you know, I think next week's issue, we're, we're basically going to be talking a lot about some of the things going on on the channel and uh, talking about some games as always. So until next time, it's your old pal Rob. We'll see you soon, everybody.